Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello there, everybody. I am Captain Jim Palmer, and I'm the dream business coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of No Hassle Newsletters, and author of these six amazing books. But most importantly today, I am the host of Dream Business Radio, now in its 10th year. This is episode 539. My special guest today is Brooke Borup. Brooke, how are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. It's a beautiful day in Tampa Bay. I know, in Tampa. And um, I should tell people, you're you're Big office is under construction, so you're actually outside, but there's no weed whackers coming by, <laughs> so that's a good thing. And Tampa, this Saturday, Stephanie and I are heading to Florida for uh, for a month, so not quite to the Tampa area. We'll be in uh, St. Augustine, but anyway, same state. Seems kind of Yeah, fun. absolutely. <laughs> Which is, unless you're in Rhode Island, the same state doesn't mean anything, so <laughs> anyway. Hey, folks, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner who is tired of slow to no growth in your business, if you're feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, but especially, I always say a double, especially if you're looking to find out there's some bad English already creeping into the show. If you are seeking multiple streams of revenue, something I'm very good at, then you want to check out the Dream Business Mastermind. Right now, we have about 25 entrepreneurs in the group led by me, Captain Jim Palmer. You can go to dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. All right, let me tell you about my special guest today who is sitting outside in Florida for all you people up in the Chicago area. She is the founder of My Clone Solution, and Brooke sees herself as the architect of her dreams and those of others on the entrepreneurial journey. She has a team of project managers and tradesmen waiting to help you build structure so your business can keep growing successfully, brick by brick, piece by piece, as they say, until you can both stand by and say, we built that. Look what we built. We did it my way. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Now, Brooke has been described as your Swiss Army knife for business. She's kind of like a jack of all trades, and she's put together this amazing team. And um, I'm just excited to talk to her today. Brooke, how are you today again, once again? I am doing fantastic. Like I said, it's a beautiful day in Tampa Bay and I am from Michigan originally. So I understand the cold and all of the things. My family is up there. So it's just me here in Florida because I needed to be warmer. And 14 years ago, I made that a reality. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. You know, so one of my expressions, one of my Captain Jim isms is you can learn to delegate or stay small forever. And I'm a big fan of entrepreneurs who seek to grow beyond their immediate, in my case, 22 years ago, almost 23 years ago, my dining room table on an old Acker computer. <laughs> you know, when you when you start growing and you start taking on clients, there is a need to, to get some help, right? And one of the expressions, I was going to ask you about this later, but it just popped into my head, so I'll go with it now. One of the things that you know, entrepreneurs say, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with this because you and I were talking right before we went live. We kind of serve the same audience. And um, 
It's, oh, I can, nobody can do it as good or as cheap or as fast as I can, so I might as well do it myself. Again, delegate or stay small forever. So um, what I wanted to ask you, first of all, just to get a little bit of backstory, did you go to college to become a lawyer and say, screw that, I'm going to go be an entrepreneur? Or did you did you have parents or grandparents that kind of show you what it's the other side of the W-2 paycheck? Uh, yeah, a little bit more of that. Okay. Um, I grew up in a family where we had 11 businesses in my immediate wow. family. Um, now I say businesses very loosely because I always thought it was a business um, growing <laughs> up and watching my dad work 90 hours a week swinging a hammer. Um, he's had his own business. I was always very proud of that, but I never wanted to work 90 hours a week. So I always said, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to own my own business. Okay. Um, I went to work. I did go to college um, and I have worked for in corporate and hospitality and customer service and all those things in the administrative uh, piece of all of that. And then when I got into business, I realized that my family, who were all business owners, just created themselves a job. Mm. Right. And so I wanted to make sure that I could help all of those entrepreneurs, all those business owners out there that basically created themselves a job, turn their job into a business that could mm. make money, even if they decided to go on vacation or the business could be valued higher when they needed to sell it. Um, I've been through a lot of things with different um in the entrepreneur space with my different clients and there's always unexpected that happens. And I make it my goal to deal with the unexpected before the unexpected happens. And sometimes that's rough. It's a very, it's a very important trait of leadership. And I share this with my clients. Sometimes if you're building a new program, I mean, it could be a, a marketing campaign or a new product program, something just when you've got all the kinks worked out and you're ready to push the go button, I guess, metaphorically, you stop and you ask yourself, what could go wrong? Because it's like it's the other side of your brain, right? That's already charging down. What could go wrong? And you start thinking about that. And that allows you to kind of either fix those or, or keep those from going wrong in the first place. Um, what did your what did your parents and, and aunts, uncles and everybody else, what did they think of your you're going to be an entrepreneur? Uh, it's actually funny because I'm sure all of you have seen um, those videos that come out. That's like, Dad, what do I do? Right. And then <laughs> yeah. the dad puts out, you know, the answer and it's never the right answer. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm the exact same way. Uh, my sister is a trauma room nurse. My brother swings a hammer with my dad. And I'm like, Brooke helps people run their business. Like that's all I get. Right. No, like, my parents don't have a clue. It took me six years to get my dad to let us do his books. Oh my goodness. Right. I had to convince him. He was my worst client ever, you know, and now he's that emergency client. Hey, can you jump on zoom with me? I have a problem. You or know, how do you work zoom? <laughs> exactly, he's pretty good at that, yeah. you know, but, um, he's gotten there, but, uh, you know, all of, all of those pieces of business. Now it's like, now I need to teach you how to have a succession plan. You know, how do we transfer your business from you to my brother? and make it so that you know the roles can be reversed and my my dad has been a referral based business for 30 years he's never advertised he's always mm. just had clients coming in and he's booked out for 2 years my brother needs to be able to assume that right so now we have to we have to work through that to make sure that my brother doesn't inherit a losing business because my dad's not there right you know um 
So I'm I'm a little familiar with like mergers, acquisitions, selling businesses. I almost sold my newsletter business twice. So I got I went through that whole process. <laughs> and one of the things, well, people that are looking to buy a business are looking for a few things: cash flow, good customer list. But the the third thing, which I think is almost more important, is let's say you sell the business on Friday. On Monday, can the new owner show up and everything keeps working without you? And so as people start building their business from just being a solopreneur, et cetera, so many people are just like, oh, what am I doing today and this week? They're not thinking three or five years or 10 years down the road when their business is going to be worth a lot more if it can function without them. So in a way, that's you're really getting them off on the right foot. That's that's my life. So, um, you know, I get brought in by a lot of business coaches and consultants that are working with clients that need to implement the strategy that they put in place for them mm -hmm. um, or that they've agreed upon. I also get brought in by business brokers. Oh. People come to them to sell their business and the business can't run without them. And there's no systems and processes in place to like literally get the business out of their head and onto paper. So I get brought in at those times that, so that we can architect the business, the foundation, and then we build it so that the business can run without the owner. Your, Did, your business will usually be valued at least two or three times higher oh, wow. um, off the get-go if wow. you've put the systems in place. Brooke, did you go to school for engineering or, I mean, is this just a natural, I mean, cause in the reality is you, you have to be thinking down the road and you have to fit in the missing pieces that frees up the entrepreneur to do other things or bigger things. Right. So where did you, where, how did that come to you? Is that natural? Uh, you know what it is. Um, it's actually kind of fun because um, I went to school for advertising and marketing with an emphasis in, in event planning. Hmm. So like that was, I, that's just what I do. I, I figure out what the issues are going to be. I'm always prepared for everything. Um, I work with a lot of amazing entrepreneurs, small business owners, business coaches, and I just learn things along the way. You know, when you start talking to an M&A lawyer and they start bringing up different things, and I'm like, I know that, I know that, I know that. Great. Now I have my team, um, you know, and that's, I, I'm not classically trained. I'm trained in the, uh, what they, in the trenches. Right. Um, right along with my clients in the last eight years, I have had um, eight clients where their web designer or the person that owned their website died, oh my um, goodness. leaving them with nothing. Right there. Everything was gone. I had a client that um, lost his domain name because he didn't renew it and got uh, oh, a $50,000 ransom from a porn <gasps> site that um that had taken his domain name you know like i've i've been through you know deaths you know the business owner dies and the kids have to take it over and no one knows anything um you know all of these different things you learn all of these pieces as you're bringing in experts and then you just i just kind of learn it by osmosis by being around and by being the doer behind all the strategy and once you get to that point now i can be like all right let's take your entire business from marketing to sales, to operations, to loyalty program and the whole thing. And let's write it all down, put all of those pieces in, in writing with job descriptions, put the automation and the systems in place, and then I can make your business duplicatable. And you know this can happen over a period of a month. It could happen over a period of 10 years. It just depends on how motivated you are to be able to get out of your business. Yeah. 
So uh, I'm a marketer at heart, and I, I got to tell you, I like the name My Clone Solution because one of the expresses, oh, if I could just clone myself. Is, I'm, yep. is that how you came up with that? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and and eight years ago when I came when I came up with it and I said, you know, yeah, I'm a virtual assistant service and I, you know, I'm a VA. They're like, what? Veterans Affairs? Who are you cloning? Oh, my Chief? goodness. You know, like this, this is only eight years ago. We've come so far. Now, you know, these terms are um, are everywhere. You know, everybody knows what a VA is now and it's not Veterans Affairs. Mm -hmm. um, and now I have to differentiate myself from those folks that are just the VA side. Now I employ those people, um, but I, you know, there's something else we bring to the table in order to be able to um, set you up for success, both on the technology automation side and the delegation side. Well, so I was checking out your website, which I do. I, I actually do prepare for these interviews. <laughs> and it's interesting because you do, you and your team do so many things. I mean, from, from helping people with their social media and all these things that a VA firm might do, but yet you also have this, I'm going to call it a higher level. I mean, you know, when you're helping them uh, create the programs and, and keep, you know, staff and growth and succession planning with that. That stuff is way above what a VA, normal VA firm would do. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes, we, it is. Okay. We have to have the doers, right? The doers have to be there. And um, the problem with, with, with a service-based company that only has doers is you as the business owner has to be the one that manages the whole thing. Right. And the problem with that is very rarely do we know what we do or how to delegate it without some sort of planning. And then we become the crux. So where the crux now, why, and this is where your point comes at from the beginning of this interview was it's easier just to do it myself. Mm -hmm. It's only easier to do it yourself the first time. Right. Yeah. The second time you can document it so that you can train it and give it to somebody else. And that's what, a, what I teach my business owners to do on the daily basis. Mm -hmm. Once we have a plan in place, I, I'm going to, I'm flying off the seat of my pants. So my math is probably going to be wrong, but I think I'll still make the point anyway. So bear with me as you're correcting me out there. So if you want to earn a million dollars, let's just say you're going to work 50 weeks a year, give yourself two weeks off. You're going to work 50 hours a week. That is $400 an hour. And then you'll earn a million dollars at that pace. And so what I tell people who are just struggling to let go, like if you're if you spend half a day either doing your books or half a day doing um, data entry or half a day doing invoicing or whatever it is, and you can hire somebody, whether it's an employee, virtual assistant, whatever, if you can hire somebody for 15 or 20 dollars an hour, maybe even 25 and you're doing that work, you're worth 25 dollars an hour. You're not worth the 400 dollars an hour. Right. Correct. So. That's that's such a big leap for people, especially when you're in the if you're new and you're in that cash flow mode, like, you know, I bankrolled everything on credit cards after 18 months of unemployment and cancer and all that. So I know what it's like to be tight for money. But as soon as the business started churning cash, I just kept throwing it into growth mode, mm -hmm. knowing that the payoff would come. Right. That's a, that I imagine you, you probably have your clients have a hard time with that as well. Do they not? They do. Um, okay. I like to talk about things in a time money continuum, right? So there's people that have a lot of money and there's people that have a lot of time. 
And, you know, there's a time is relative because none of us have a lot of time, but people would rather spend their time than spend their money. So the way that we get around that or, you know, work on that time money continuum is I, I like to call it a choose your own adventure build. So um, we start off with oh. the architecture, right? We sit down, we talk about your entire business, uh, document everything in a, an initial call. Then I say, all right, here is your task list. If we want to accomplish and automate and delegate all of these pieces, this is what it's going to take. Here's the list of three to 500 tasks that need to be done. Right. What are you taking responsibility for? Right. And then from there, they can decide how much money they want to spend versus how much time they want to spend. And we can work it out over any sort of time frame. I've had people that just come in and say, Brooke, just do it, take it, get it done. Those are the money people. And then I have the people that are like, I want to do all of this, but it's going to take me like four years. Mm. And I'm like, cool, we're going to put you on a monthly retainer. We're going to have milestones and checkpoints every single month so that we make sure that we stay on task. Right. right? Um, and when we put together stuff, it's it actually has a plan. It's not just like, do this, do this, do this, right? So we put together the plan that sets it up for automation first, which means anything that can be automated will be automated. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we say, okay, this piece needs to be delegated. This piece needs to be delegated. This piece needs to be delegated. Well, at the beginning, that's delegated to you. But we set them all up with role-based emails. So sales at admin at, um, you know, operations at, you know, whatever. We set those up with role-based emails that are all forwarded to the business owner until they're ready to hire for that job description. And mm. when we come out of building that architecture out, they will have their job descriptions. They'll know how much time needs to be spent in each of those jobs. They'll know how much money needs to be um, paid for that job so that they can hire properly when they're ready. So right. we're putting all of this in place, knowing that we're going to delegate in the future. That's the goal, right? Scalability. Um, we're going to delegate this in the future. And now we've already set them up for success. That's really smart. So when I started my first business, I, I was it chief cook and bottle washer. I was writing newsletters, designing them, overseeing the printing and mailing, getting in my car, delivering the extras to clients. It was very local, right? But then when I created No Hassle Newsletters and I wanted to scale it nationally, and then I figured out, hey, people can use it internationally, I could not do it all. So I did go through that painful process. I hired a project manager because there's writers and then there's the designers. And Brooke, what was happening? Because for a while there, I was like still the orchestra leader, even though, hey, look at me building a team. Well, one day, and our, and our new issues always come out the first of the month. So one day, it's about five days or three days before the first, and my designer goes, I don't have the articles yet. And I said, what do you mean? Why are you telling me now, right? And so I had to go to the writer. So anyway, I hired a project manager, pretty much who does what you do. And she said, we need some software. I said, don't tell me, just find what you want, find what will work. I think it might be called high rise or something like that. And so it, everything happens by a date. And if it doesn't happen, it triggers a memo or something. It's pretty Automation. seamless now. Yeah. I mean, that literally was one of the main things that I learned, which allows me, I'm very blessed to only work three days a week now. And I traveled for five years on that boat, but having this thing in place, the newsletter company runs completely automated. The only thing I do is coach my clients and host my interviews and things. But it's because everything got automated and it was painful. It didn't happen in a month. I mean, it was probably a, a year almost, probably six months of like, oh, I hate this. And then it started flowing and then you got it worked out. But 
that's what that allowed me to almost sell that business, right? Mm -hmm. Because it was fully automated. Yep. And it's an automation doesn't have to be cold, yeah. right? That's what everybody thinks is, oh, you're going to put automation in place and it's going to look like those ads I get on Facebook. No, mm -hmm. it, automation doesn't have to be cold. It's written by a human, either you or us or our copy or, you know, who knows, whoever writes the stuff. But it's written to be what I like to say, generally specific. Right. So we talk to the audience where we need to talk to the audience and that audience could be external. It also could be internal, you know, and we we set up, um, for instance, a podcast guesting automation. Right. Okay. So there's an application that happens when they fill out the application. We get all the information we need and it goes through all these steps. And when the application comes in, it sends a message to our guesting manager that says, hey, you have a new application, either approve or deny. And it literally has the instructions for what to do. So if my guesting manager leaves me um, mm -hmm. or and I have to bring in somebody else or, you know, whatever else happens, my delegation is by the role, not by the person. Wow. Right. So and that's how we like to set up all of our clients. So we don't have to worry about turnover. We don't have to worry about training people over and over again. I want people to bring in their new team member and it's here's your job description. Here's your email address. Everything, all of the training is in there. Here's our project management system. Everything is automated. So you'll be told exactly what to do and when to do it. And oh, by the way, there's a list for things that are outside the scope that we just need to get done. That's for when you don't have anything else to do. You know, the old expression, the cobbler's kids have the worst shoes, but that's not your business, right? Sometimes you're so busy, take, but you have set up the process as you just described. That's pretty cool. Yep. I, so I would like to find out what do you tell your clients who struggle with letting go? And then I'll tell you what I, what my advice is. I sometimes, I mean, I tell them, well, you have to, right? Your business is going to do like, what if you get hit by a bus? That's mm -hmm. my famous last line. What if you get hit by a bus? What's going to happen to your clients? What's going to happen to your business? What's going to happen to your family? Um, because ultimately, someone's going to have to do something, right? Um, and so that's usually the conversation starter. Some people are like, oh, and other people are, I just have to beat them over, a head, over the head for a while. Um, yeah. right? I do that via Zoom. So, you know, I'm not easy. I'm easy to work with, but I'm not hard or I, I'm easy to work with, but I'm very hard to work with. Yeah, because right? I make you do things and That's they're uncomfortable cool. because they're not used to it. So what I tell um, some of my clients is that, look, it, you need to become 80 percent comfortable with the result, meaning, you know, if you're holding on to this, nobody can do it as good or as fast or as cheap as I can. What if they can do it 80 percent as good and you don't have to do it at all, <laughs> but it allows you to go finish your doggone book that you've been working on for 20 years mm -hmm. or go, build the update your website from, you know, 1910 or whatever. In other words, it allows you to do all those other $400 an hour tasks. That's good. The second thing I tell them, and, you know, just because I'm a little bit of a control freak, which I think most entrepreneurs are, um, you know, so we've had like over 1200 small business owners with no hassle newsletters. And at the time I had five internet companies plus my coaching clients. So every day there's credit cards being processed, right? And then I would always see those. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But then I would also see the declines, which may just be a bad expiration date. And I'd see those. And Brooke, just because of the way I am, I'm like, oh, crap, something declined. And it might be for $37. But mentally, so you know what I did? I unplugged. I put in the system, which says you're in charge. Of, you monitor this every day. 
if something declines, here's the procedure. And it's like goes over seven days, they, an email, a phone call, they work it out. So I don't have to see it because I recognize those declines, even the little ones, they, they set me on fire in my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't see it. And, and I see after about five or seven days, I get contacted by my, someone on my team and says, Jim, want, I want you to be aware of this. And then I come into it. Yeah. So you, you have to realize, I guess, First of all, nobody will ever do it as good as you, but having somebody else do it allows you to move forward. And two, recognize where your weaknesses are so you can step aside and grow your business. So I'm loving the interview and I feel like time's really zipping by. What are some of the services that you and your team do for small business owners, especially let's call them the newer entrepreneurs? They may have a team of one or three or maybe they're solopreneurs, Brooke. Yeah, most most solar most business owners, solopreneurs, that's who we serve. So mm -hmm. most of the time our clients only have staff if they're technical staff. I.e., I have a painting company that has 12 crews, but it's all wow. run by one guy. Okay. Right? So, you know, that's in that's just the way that we do business, right? As mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. Um, services we provide, there are a lot. Um, so I don't want to go through all of them because it's going to make your head spin. Um, what I like to tell people who are going to, who are, who want to get to know me or want to refer me to someone is if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are doing everything inside of your business and you want to figure out how you can get help, um, how you can move from where you're at to a scalable business, just have a conversation. Um, we do not do sales. So that's like there's sales teams out there that will do that for you, mm -hmm. but we will make your sales team rock stars, right? Um, we do not actually coach your clients because that is, if you are a coach, that is your space, right? We are mm -hmm. not the technician of your business, but we can make your job so much easier and so many things can be in place. Um, that is what we do. So we are here to help you build the infrastructure of your team and in or infrastructure of your business and to keep your you and your future team moving along the line in the most efficient and productive way possible. So I just want to be clarify. So you're not a coach. If somebody needs coaching advice, wisdom, things like that, yep. but you're, you're, you're running the show behind the scenes, so to speak, and setting up the po policies, procedures, and, and structure to grow. We are implementation. Okay. So we take those where I want to go or the strategies that you get from your coach or, you know, whoever is telling you, you need to do this. I'm the person you consult before okay. you do it. Um, to give you just a quick example, I had a woman that I talked to a couple of weeks ago and she has, she's already paying a thousand dollars a month for software. Okay. And she joined a program and this program said, well, in order to use our program, you need to buy this software. Mm. All of it was redundant. So she bought it because they told her she had to, because that's how their system works. Um, but once she gets through with that program, we're going to go through all of her systems and we're going to get rid of the redundancy. And I'll take her, her bill that is currently $1,400 a month. And I'll knock it down to about $300 a month with all of the exact same processes and everything that she's doing. And I will teach her how to use it. She will have videos for her team and it will be delegatable. Wow. It's interesting because um, in a way you're, 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 it's almost like you're on the lifeguard chair. You're looking down, right? You're seeing what's going on down there. And, and that has happened to me too. Um, let's see. I think we got a comment there. Jeff Herring. 
hearing the Money Way Center program breaks my heart. I know. We've all done too. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, raise your hand if unless you haven't wasted money somewhere sometime. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, Brooke, we've probably got about five, a good five minutes left here. What, what, how do you feel about the speed to market versus slow and steady as, as, as it, they go, so to speak? All right. So you need to make money in order to build infrastructure. Okay. So, um, you know, depending on where different, as I talk to people, where they're at in their market, you need to start with something. Um, and it just depends on what it is you're starting with. Um, you know, I have uh, theories and strategies on building a course. You know, mm -hmm. lots of people want to take their coaching business and turn it into a course. Um, that's great. Do not spend $15,000 to validate your idea. Yeah. Right. So um, there's certain things that we can do to get you to market and get you selling so that and we can put the servicing in place as you're selling that sort of thing. So everybody's different and every client is always going to be different in this in this place. But we need to make sure that you have the money to be able to spend to build the infrastructure and you need to be able to sell and service at the same time you're doing this. So as long as anybody who's working with me is on the same page and we have the milestones and we keep up on it, that's the number one thing. Um, is, is, is it you or someone on your team or both who's all, cause to me, business is just like the speed of light. Yep. All of a sudden there's, you know, AI and all this different stuff. And I mean, I don't want to sound like an old dinosaur, but you know, between TikTok and all these different things, you know, so in 2009, when the Kodak flip camera came out, that's how old <laughs> it was $99 and you could shoot video, but there's no sticks back then. Or so you're holding your camera like this, this is awkward, right? But there's all these different things and also not just equipment, but technology. So someone, if you're, if you're helping people automate to be efficient, who someone on your team's like diving into the latest and greatest. Um, yes and no. Um, there's, there's a lot of, we're looking at a lot of stuff that comes out mm -hmm. on the back end. Um, and you know, I find stuff that's like, oh, we could use this in the future. You know, I just bought, uh, like $2,000 worth of AI programs, mm -hmm. um, with a 60 day return policy. And we ended up keeping two, you know, okay. so I spent, I spent $300 and returned the rest of it. And so now we have the AI stuff that we're using for our clients. Um, there's always new stuff to learn. Um, we don't do paid ads. The reason I don't do paid ads is because you guessed it, uh, Facebook and Google change every single week, mm -hmm. right? So the people that you're paying to do paid ads for you, you're really paying them to know exactly what they're doing because they take that time, that money and turn it into knowledge for you. Right. Okay. What we are doing is infrastructure to the business. So I want to make sure that any technology that we put you in is going to grow with you. Um, an example of this is I met with a woman and she had a website that was being designed on Squarespace. And I'm like, well, that's great. Squarespace has a great website, but you want to have a coaching program. You want to have a membership. You want to mm. be able to um, have a conference and do all. I'm like, if you have a Squarespace website, these things cannot be done on your site. So now you have to invest in an additional site or an additional software yes. where if we build on WordPress, I can plug a whole bunch of different things in to make all of your stuff happen on your website. 
And then you don't have the additional costs. Yes, you have plugins and stuff like that, but you're not duplicating websites. You're not duplicating costs of upkeep and maintenance on that. So we like, I, I like to make sure that we're in small business budget. You know, I treat your money just as, just like I treat mine. Mm -hmm. Um, I would never put you through something that I have not already gone through or done with another client. Um, and we want to make sure that we're being cognizant, not only fiscally responsible to your business, but efficiency responsible to your business. That probably would have been a better question if I was able to roll back this live interview. Instead of you being the head of all everything technology-wise, I mean, I know I've worked with customers who who use one thing for email. They have a separate shopping cart. They do this for their training platform. They have. The, I'm like, what in the world? It's all so cumbersome. There's too and much. It doesn't talk to each that. other. Yeah. So. We'll pretend the other question, which you, you you handled fine, but is that what you do? Do you help people who already have sort of, you know, went off here and there and got all these different things? Do you help them sort out which one they need to keep and then bring everything together? Yes, in some cases. Okay. In other cases, we make what they already have efficient um, if they have the right tech stack to be able to do what they're trying to do, not just for today, but for the five-year plan and the, and the exit strategy. Um, or the growth strategy in all of that. So hmm. some things that people get because they're cheap, they're easy, you know, the whole thing. I make things that are easy. Um, they're not as cheap as the cheap and easy, but um, they will definitely grow and scale with you. So if you want a scalable business, you need to have technology that will scale. And I can tell you that if you start with something and then you try and get out of it five years down the road, you never planned for that. And it is painful. And I've been through it so many times. You know, we do the best that we can. But um, that that phrase, crap in, crap out, yeah, um, is a huge CRM thing. And, you know, I have people that are paying for CRM systems for four or five years and never send an email. <laughs> you know, their database is horrible. Yes. Um, you know, there's no consistency in anything they do. And consistency will break your business. Inconsistency will break your business. Yeah. Um, it's a, so man, I could just talk to you for, for I'm going to, I'm going to keep you for two more minutes if that's okay. Um, you know, what's interesting is, um, this isn't, uh, it, Jim, get on the couch and show all my insecurities, but every once in a while I'll go through the credit card with a magnifying glass other than just reconciling it. And I did that like three years ago and found out that I'm still doing a monthly payment on a program that I hadn't used in like two years. Right. Yeah. I see I see the name and I'm not going to say what it was, but it says, oh, that's right. I, I use that. And then I finally had a conversation with somebody who says, we're not using that anymore. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> so th that's probably initially, I'm guessing, some of what you do. Here's where you are now. Here's where I think we ought to get to and let's figure out the best road to get there. Yeah. My initial discovery call um, is a two hour. Well, I have a I have a quick call that gets us introduced. And then if you want to go forward, my first discovery call is two hours um, and we sit down and you get a you get a doc when we schedule that appointment. And it has who are the people on your team? What do they cost and what are they responsible for and who manages them? Okay. And then what are all of the softwares that you pay for? What are all the softwares that you use? What's the um, renewal date and what's the price point? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, all of those things so that I can actually look at that. And the woman I was telling you about a little bit earlier with $1,400 a month in subscriptions, mm -hmm. um, we are 
we're going to go through all of hers. She may find that there's even more uh, than that. That's just the one she knew about when we were on our initial, our initial 20 minute call. Yeah. Um, and I can guarantee you that a year's worth of that, I will be paid um, I will, from the savings. That's awesome. So Brooke, um, this is where the, we've come to the point in the show. I'm going to say, how do people connect with you? But um, so unless it's different, you know, give your website, but you, you say you offer this um, call, this initial call, just to see if it's a good fit. So if it's different than your website, give that information also, if you would. It's on my website too. So you can go to myclonesolution.com or if you want to Google my name or my company name, I come up all over the place because I love doing interviews like this um, and talking to people. It's amazing. Um, So, but if you want to book that call directly, it's just call.myclonesolution.com and that'll take you right to the booking page on the website. And we will book that 22 minute call and I'll see you on my calendar. And I knew this was going to be a great interview and it was, and it really was. Thank you, Brooke. And I asked Brooke before we went live, I said, we get people that way more people watch it on replay because I don't know, maybe they're working at three 30 on Friday, but I said, um, stay tuned because some people either might say, thanks Brooke, great information, or they might answer a question. So if you do ask a question, um, you know, Brooke and I are connected on Facebook, especially, and I think LinkedIn also. So just use her name and uh, she promised to get back to you. Correct? Absolutely. I knew you, you wouldn't say no <laughs> at that point, right? That would be pretty bad. Brooke, thank you. My DMs. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Brooke. I really appreciate your time today. It's a great interview. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey folks, that wraps up this very special and may I say highly informative interview with my special guest, Brooke Borup. And listen, delegate or stay small forever. And that, does, that doesn't necessarily mean you be your own project manager. If, if this isn't your area of expertise, you want to work with somebody like Brooke. So connect with her, learn from her, and, um, and do post if you're watching this on replay. Do thank her for the information. And anyway, and by the way, if you want to connect with me somewhere other than right here on camera, you can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. If you're interested in joining me and about 25 other very smart, growth-oriented entrepreneurs, that would be the Dream Business Mastermind. You go to dreambizcoaching.com. But that's it. Until this time next week. Oh, I almost forgot. You can get all six of my books for free in digital format as part of my legacy building program. They are free at uh, Amazon, obviously, as Kindle. If you go to Barnes & Noble, which is BN or BNN.com, they're Nook Books. And in the iBookstore, they're all free. Download. No no opt-in, no nothing. Just get a good education on me. That's part of what I'm trying to do for uh, just to make a bigger impact because I don't want to work more than three days a week. So that's what I'm doing. But until this time next week, I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.